All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments no. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in at Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. (laughs) 
Hello Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Ding Use dong. promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D's, all one word, CONVODD, that way you get 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is Dave Quadrelli. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. High above Rogers Arena, our technical producer is Alex Allard. This is the Canucks Conversation podcast, and Chris already has something to say. Had a there was a cruise ship, uh, so you can see the cruise ships right. Um, sorry, podcast listeners, kicking it off with a beautiful look at this podcast listeners. That's where the uh, cruise ships come in, right there. I wonder when you're going to get out of the habit of doing that. I know, and, and you're right. I, I was the one who was like, it's "Still going to be a podcast." I know, it's be, but I'm so bad. I I can't help but have fun. Notice with the, video. the things that are around you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get right to no, it. No, first I want to say that I had uh, I had a charcuterie board before here before <laughs> you came in here. And it was um, duck prosciutto wow. in there. Have you ever had duck before? I have had duck. I've had duck wings at Downtown Jay's Bar in uh, Edmonton. Oh, yeah. yeah. What are duck wings like? Are they bigger than... They must be bigger Yeah, they were, they were pretty big, and they were really good. I've had duck twice before today. They were long. They were long Okay. wings. <laughs> yeah, never mind. I was going to bring up something I know, a fun fact I know about ducks, uh, but I'm not going to bring it up on the show. It's, you can search it up yourself. Yeah. Corkscrew ducks. That's all I'll say. Um, so I had the prosciutto today is good. I was wondering, is that, um, is that something that Italians like Uh duck prosciutto? I know you guys like I've, prosciutto. It's ham normally, right? I'm not going to speak for all Italians. I've never, why not? Had, you, that's well, what I've you never do on had, show. I've never had duck prosciutto before, so I'm not into it, but had that a little bit of Gouda, a little bit of uh fresh Mott. You're shaking my camera over. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I, got <laughs> I know the, you're so excited. I had a good charcuterie board today uh, before we got going. Pickles from uh, that spot in Granville Island there, the uh, the pickle spot. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Something pickles are good. And fig jam. I It's either red pepper jelly or fig jam. You need to have one of those two things Yeah. on the charcuterie board. And, and the right crackers make all the difference in the world, too. So Okay, you done? That's all. I, I just wanted to get it out of the way. People like it. We don't have to dive right into this Canucks team, even though there's enough to talk about. We do. We absolutely do. And first, before I do that, I want to quickly give a shout out to the live chat. A lot of people jumping in. Sorry, we can't get to all of you, but I want to point out Northern Viking every day said first time watcher, long time listener, seeing more and more of those. Love to see it. Probably because Faber keeps saying, look at this. Well, I'll say, yeah, look at this. Listeners. Look at this in the background here over there. <laughs> And what's this apparently rumor on the street? We might be getting a green screen behind me because we don't like this. Uh, this thing behind me as well there's like a brightness going off of the window behind oh, yeah me. it looks like you're streaming especially with your team. see that's here's what i'm worried about i'm worried about alex putting the green he's gonna be he's gonna be abusing that green screen behind me who knows what he's hey, gonna be putting behind me in the video hey you've been a victim of alex once i've been a victim of alex every show and i just take it so no, you just well, settle down yeah alex does favorite. a lot of though but i put a lot of those together too me and alex <laughs> work together on that okay uh charlie coming into the chat saying the uh, salt spring candied jalapenos that would, I've never had candied jalapenos before. That does sound pretty good, actually. I just I'm not the biggest jalapeno fan. I just I, it's not like they're too spicy, but I just don't like the flavor behind. It. I, I also hate all peppers. Like I don't like red peppers, yellow peppers, jalapeno peppers. Really? I, I think peppers are one of the worst uh, vegetables out there. <laughs> oh, well, it's probably better. It's hilarious you're, that you're shaking my camera because I'm like, you haven't tried peppers, and it looks like I'm freaking out about it. But peppers are good. I put banana peppers on my heart. You're a big burger. stuffed pepper guy. You put uh, the peppers, rice in yeah. there. That my mom when we when I was a kid growing up, she she used to always make it. It was the worst meal. Oh, it's my, one of my favorites. Oh, I hated it. You got to try the one that I have because it's very good. Yeah, Dan's onto it in the chat. I'm not going to read that one, but he's he, yeah, the little corkscrew duck situation there. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, let's get into it, Chris. This Canucks team 
losing last night to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Kind of a different way because they picked up a point, so maybe that's a starting point for this team. How do you view the loss last night? Well, you can get right to it. They're on the bottom there, Alex. Pain. That's what the Vancouver Canucks have been giving their fans. Absolute pain. Yeah, there was olives, by the way, Lane. See in the chat there. I didn't need it. I'm not a big olive guy. Uh, all right, let's get started with the Vancouver Canucks last night. Obviously, they lose in overtime. They get a point. Spencer Martin continues to just at least when he plays, he gets a point for the Vancouver Canucks. That's nice to see. But the Vancouver Canucks make history again. And, and I saw this stat here. You can pull this up, Alex. It's right in the, the start. Look at the sports favorite stats here. Uh, another one, just like we had last time with the, with the baseball thing. This is an interesting one right here. I, f- I saw this on Twitter yesterday. Canucks are the first team in NHL history to lose each of their first four games of the season while blowing a multi-goal lead. Uh, and you can find that uh, favorite stats on Twitter. Another fun Fun stat, not fun at all, coming from Rob Williams of Daily Hive, who's been on top of this kind of stuff lately. Uh, so good for Rob. But uh, the Canucks are coming for their home opener after losing their first four games this season for the first time in their history. So uh, things aren't great, folks, but there is something that's great, and we're going to talk about it later. Elias Pettersson. Elias Pettersson yeah, was yeah. on last night. Let's get, was... to the, let's get the crap out of the way first, though. Of course, of course. Here's Hang on the a thing. sec. The line... I... No, you didn't look at the outline. The line shakeups. They can only do so much. They didn't do like they didn't really change a lot of what this team's like worry is. And right now it's a defense, right? Like I, I'm curious to see what happens here with something moving forward. I don't think it's gonna be the coach or anything, but this this lineup's gonna get a shakeup and it's gonna take more than taking Connor Garland out of the lineup, which I thought was interesting in its own right, taking Connor Garland out of the lineup. And we'll talk to talk about that. Do you have anything else from the game? Like I wrote the Stanchies. That was a lot of fun, folks. You can go read that, but I don't want to date us too much and just talk about a game over and over. And we're going to talk about it later because there were some actual positives from this game. And I know it was against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So you take it with a grain of salt to some extent, but the team got a point. Yeah. How about I give you a couple of the Tyler Myers quotes? We'll do that. Sure. Okay. So here's the thing. The Canucks, it's not the scoring that's giving them the problem. Pedersen, three goals, three assists. Horvat, three goals. JT Miller, two goals. Brock Besser, four assists. The Stars are putting up the points. And I like this quote from Tyler Myers last night. He says, we do a lot of good for a good chunk of the game, and then we have mental lapses here and there that are um, sewering us. Sewering um, us. Yeah. Yes, that's the word. I, I wrote it wrong in this quote. And then the other thing was, his. this is this is the most important quote, I think, from Tyler Myers last night. And it, it, he didn't say unacceptable, thank goodness. He said, our goals for is not the issue. That's exactly, that's bang on. It's That's not the worry right now. We mentioned, I just brought up the stats there of some of the star players. They are putting up goals. They're scoring at five on five. They're getting some help on the power play now. There's just something off of this team, man. They just can't hold a lead, right? Like, that's what it is. The team cannot hold a lead at this point. And it's, it, that is so worrisome. You've given up 10 goals in four games while having the lead. Yep. That's so bad. Like, and that's not even to mention them, you know, at the point of when they get to tied, they let up another goal. But in four games, when you've had a lead, you've given up 10 goals. It's horrible. Yeah, there it is right there. Good stat by Alex pulling up there. It's bad. It is bad. There's not no other way to put it. Like, right. you can't put lipstick on a pig and say, well, this is fine. It's not fine. It's not good. But you saw a sign of life last night. Because, you know, we don't want to talk too much about the game. But I thought their effort level was actually pretty good. Like, aside from a few guys, looking at J.C. Miller, like, I, I am really looking oh. at J.T. Miller after that game with the effort level, and I think Bo Horvat's effort level was great in that game, and not just because he put up goals. Like, I, I put it in the stanchies. I clipped a few of his back checks. Like, back checks that he immediately turned the other way into scoring opportunities for himself, right? And Like, you, you've got to have that if you're an NHL captain, right? Like, you have to have that compete level, and it's such a cliche, but... 
You see it. Like, you see it on the ice. And there was that sequence, I think Jason Bruff from 650 was the one that tweeted it, where JT Miller just looked like he did not want to pick up the man that was going. And again, like I, that play in particular, I don't want to like try and get into a breakdown here, but you know, Andre Kuzmenko also missed his, missed his assignment on that play. And Miller just didn't really have the um, awareness to cover for Kuzmenko, I guess, but you, you hate to see stuff like that. And it's just, there were a few instances last night where, you know, Miller's kind of puck watching, you know, swinging his stick instead of moving his feet. And you were just like, like move, like get get going here. Like what what are we waiting for here? And again, um, you saw a lot of criticism for JT Miller last night, and I don't want this to become a thing where look, Bo had a cu- bad couple first games, right? And we were criticizing Bo, and the fans were criticizing Bo. I don't want this to become a thing where we just come out and say he had a bad game. Where's the effort? We ugh, all this, but JT Miller, there's been legitimate question marks. Like, yeah, he yeah. scored, he scored two goals, but. You're a leader on this team, and you got to lead by example, right? And look, I, I know he hasn't uh, hasn't been out to let get for all the goals against anymore. Like he's kind of uh, squashed that stat after being out for the first eight. But you still need to have that effort level. And last night, JT Miller didn't have it. I'm not saying that's why the Canucks lost. Just, it's something to talk about, and it's something that you notice that you're like, hey, they haven't won a game yet. This is a contributing factor. I mean, yeah, that's the player you gave all the money to in the offseason, right? And, and yeah, there, there's been a couple points here and there that have you know helped, obviously, the Vancouver Canucks. But that's not the problem. The thing that's hurting the Canucks right now is those leads. And you mentioned it. Um, listen, you've been hard on Bo all, uh, all season long. I've, I've kind of let him slide at this point. But I, I think Horvat was, I think that was his best game last night. And you know what? And it, and it really re- reflected with, like, I tell you, this dog formula, man. Like, that was Bo Horvat's, like, best game by far. Uh, according to the dog formula, and it wasn't just because of the goal. There it is, right there. Uh, just because of the because of the goals, like I, the dog formula doesn't even take account in the goals. Doesn't really. Uh, it doesn't have a yeah, big, exactly. big piece for goals. Like it's actually measuring just how the player is playing if they have that dog in them. And yesterday, Horvat did. Like I thought it was his best game. Um, even taking the two goals aside, I thought it was his best game. He gets obviously the goal uh, shorthanded, which was huge to start for the Vancouver Canucks. But man, like what, this confidence from the fan base in the Vancouver Canucks blowing a two-point lead is like the most confident I've ever seen the Canucks fan base in something for the Vancouver Canucks in the in the last like five years. Like this, the Canucks blowing a lead, everybody in the fan base knew it. How many tweets did you see uh, as the seconds ticked away in the second period of you, everyone like, oh, here yeah. we go. You didn't right? mean like, confidence in the team. You meant confidence that the team would blow the lead. Exactly. Like everybody like, kind of just said, Everyone is again. very confident yeah. uh, talking about that right now. We are going to talk about the room in here just a little bit. But before we do, let's let's hit on a positive, man. Like Tyler Myers. Sorry, I didn't read the outline. I don't know if you have Tyler Myers written in there. You probably don't, but Tyler Myers... I need to talk about Tyler I Myers. I brought up the stats. I, I, yeah, we, Kate, we got two positives. And you go off on Myers sure. and, and then touch on uh, Pedersen after because I know you wanted to get to him as well. Let's let's chat a little Pedersen because I, I like what I'm seeing. But start with your boy back in the lineup. Flew, flew on commercial. His knees were all banged up in the seat in front of him. Poor guy. He's sitting in there. He's, you know, tight little uh, airplane down Is that there. true? Did he actually fly commercial? Yeah. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I hope they put him in business class. Well, yeah, I hope so. Well, I'll tell you what, when the Canuck, when I was flying back from Montreal, they had uh, Elias Pettersson, uh, the defenseman, and Jonathan LeCarmackey. They were in business class. So nice. If they're putting those two prospects there, they better be putting they're Tyler putting Myers. My, they're putting Myers, My, in, put Myers yeah. in the cockpit. 
Okay. Let him drive the plane. Yeah, call in a couple of favors. Get yeah, his, get his confidence up. Let yeah, him land like, a plane. When you bring the kid up and they get the pin, like that's <laughs> Tyler Myers up there. He's got a pin. He shows up to the game. Maybe that's why he played so well last night because yeah. he did play well in his return to the lineup. Tyler Myers was a huge part of this Canucks team last night. And again, we kind of expected that, right? Like we've been talking about it. We said, yeah, it's great. Kyle Burroughs is, you know, has was the Canucks best defenseman when Pullman and Myers were both out. But again, I'm not saying Pullman, you know, broke the doors off last night or anything like that. But Myers was good. He did exactly what we thought he would do, and that's come in, take up a bunch of minutes, right, and and do well in those minutes. And I, I was impressed with Tyler Myers, and I wasn't I was not surprised at all to see him, you know, provide some more stability. And how crazy is that to say the Chaos Giraffe, the guy who we love, everybody loves to hate, but we love him because he's so chaotic, comes in and brings some stability to that Vancouver blue line. Yeah, I thought he did. I thought he played Played well. I was quickly before we get out of that too much though. Uh, and Tyler Myers, by the way, twenty-two minutes last night. Uh, yeah. Definitely played a lot. Played important minutes. Uh, it was nice to kind of see how the defense core should start to look for minutes. Like I think it was boosted a little bit for Quinn Hughes, who played pretty much all of overtime. Um, he played twenty-seven minutes in that game, but a good like I feel like two and a half minutes of that was in overtime. Um, but you start to see it was like Quinn Hughes eating up a lot of minutes, OEL eating up a lot of minutes, Tyler Myers eating up a lot of minutes. I did find it interesting though, and I think you could even hear Boudreaux talk about it in the post game that like he, I don't know, I forget the exact one, but he say he felt bad taking out Kyle Burrows. Uh, it was something along those lines of yeah, it was like, tough to take know, him out or something yeah. along those lines because it was like Kyle Burrows scored a goal. He's been the dog throughout the first three games of the season. I don't know. Did Tucker Pullman say enough to say like he gets? Does Tucker Pullman's play from last night assure him that he's going to be a lineup against Minnesota? I don't think so. No, but I think when this, when this team Adrian. losing and losing and losing, they got to start changing some real things up. And if they don't, if they don't have anything to change, if Connor Garland coming out of the lineup is your thing that you're going to change, like maybe this team does need a trade, right? Like maybe this team does need a serious shakeup. And I don't think it needs to be you know the Horvat deal right off the bat, or people saying JT Miller can still go. Like you know. It doesn't need to be that extent, but could it be Huglander? Could it be Connor Garland who sat out the other day? It, it could very easily be a trade like that where you're not really even thinking about making a trade for the future. You might just be trying to make a trade for here and now. And I'm not saying moving picks for the here and now, but just doing a trade where, hey, listen, Garland may not be working out here. He's been a guy who's, you know, been healthy scratched already, making $5 million being healthy scratched. This is, I, I'm surprised how this hasn't been like all over social media as much as it was. Like it, it it felt like there was a little buzz when we found out that Garland wasn't going to be in the lineup, but nobody's really talking about it today. Like To me, that's pretty wild that Connor Garland, who's making $5 million, and I thought has been pretty good. I know you don't like him. You don't like him in preseason, but I, I think he's been fine. Like he, you know, He scored a goal. He's been a guy who's contributing at 5-on-5. Five five. Hasn't he's been on the ice for a goal against. That's huge. That's Especially, huge for a team. Yeah. That's, that's what their worry is. Yeah, exactly. And that's, he's the guy being scratched. I don't know about that one. No, I think that was the wrong decision. And what is Bruce supposed to do? Because, look, let's be honest. He he said in the postgame last night when he was talking about Garland being the guy that came out, he said, the way we've played, there's a lot of guys that probably should have been taken out, but I decided that Garland was going to be the one to take out. I could name a couple yeah, that would, should come out ahead of him. And Especially I think, if you're going to play yeah. Niels Hugliner in a fourth-line role, you don't have to worry about it, right? Like you can, you can, can, It can be Niels Almond. It can be Dakota Joshua. I think Curtis Lazar's kind of pushed himself above that level, but you could take out one of those fourth liners now that you're, you know, content with playing Hugliner in a fourth line role. Like, yep. it doesn't make sense to me that in an NHL game, Dakota Joshua or Neil Zalman is going to make a better impact for your team than Connor Garland. I I don't know what world that is. No, I 
I agree with you. I understand roles and all that, but I don't think in the roles that those two guys have been put in, this isn't a knock really on Nils Amon or even Dakota oh, Joshua. I mean, they've been fine. They've been fine, but Connor Garland's probably one of those guys who helps you win a little bit more than those guys do. Uh, Curtis Lazar has been extremely impressive. I know he's brought in to play a fourth-line role, but Big dog he's somebody night. that you don't want to take out of the lineup. Like, yeah. Lazar has earned the right to play. Right? I think so, and, too. I think that's what I'm kind of saying is he's pushed himself above the rest of those fourth-line guys. I'm not saying that he should be in the top nine because I think now with Mikheyev back in the lineup, he shouldn't be there. But he should be the guy that, you know, I, I don't know. I'm getting a lot of, like, the really good things that Tyler Mott did for the Vancouver Canucks. I'm getting those kind of vibes from Curtis Lazar. Yep. And I like he's on a three year deal at one million dollars per per year. Like, hell yeah, dude. Sign me up for this Curtis Lazard uh stuff that we're gonna see on the fourth line for the Vancouver Canucks. He's gonna be a fan favorite really quick. Yeah, if he's not already. Speaking okay. of fan favorites, you I know you want to bring him up. Elias Patterson, and I built this I put the graphic together here as well, Alex. You can pull this up. Uh Elias Patterson, who has been excellent. We mentioned it with six points up to this point uh in the season. Look at that. I built that. I put that together myself. This graphic here that you're seeing on YouTube, I all the corners, the little numbers, everything. Built all that Get myself. it going, please. Let's go. So, Elias Pettersson, four games in. He's got three goals, three assists. Average ice time just under 20 minutes at 1951. You, th- you think he's also just defensively, he's looking so good, too. Right? Like, this now, I know it's interesting because, like, the Canucks just paid JT Miller what I would call first-line center money. Right? Maybe not superstar center money. He's not in the McDavid class or anything like that. But they're paying him $8 million a year after this season. That's first-line center money. Elias Pettersson is actually playing like a first-line center and bringing a lot to this team, whether it be even like think about uh, the game on Monday, right? The first of the doubleheader. That first period comes out. Did any Canucks show up aside from Elias Pettersson and Kyle Burroughs? Not really, right? Like Pettersson was out there trying at least to make things happen, even in a period where no one else was going, and he was on a line that didn't really make a lot of sense either. Like I, I think they need to really start giving this guy the best opportunity to have success because he's the guy that's going... He is right now the player that's going to be driving this team because I always say like Quinn Hughes is the most impactful player on this roster. And I don't think Quinn Hughes has been bad, but he hasn't been like a hundred percent what you see from Quinn Hughes regularly. Right. Remember the guys coming off illness too. Yeah, right? And, that, the and that's are what asking I'm saying. a lot of him. Yeah. 27 minutes a night. This guy's playing second in the league only to drew Doughty um, for ice time right now. And that's asking a lot, right? For sure. And I, I like, I just think Pedersen is the guy driving. The, and that's a good thing about having Pedersen and Hughes. I think on, on certain occasions, one player can drive the play that night. Uh, right now, it's Pedersen. And and I think you got to start giving him, like, listen, we, we just kind of, like, talked really good about Curtis Lazar, but I, I don't want to see Curtis Lazar playing on Pedersen's wing, right? I, I'd, yep. I'd like to see Connor Garland there. I'd like to see Garland, a guy who puts up a lot of five-on-five five points. You've talked about maybe JT Miller. So with that in mind... Uh, Nop jumped into the YouTube chat and said, what did you guys think of the Pod Coles and Petey and Huglander line? I'll go first. I thought Elias Patterson carried that line. Mm. I think that... I think Pod Colson was good. I think Pod Colson was good. I think Huglander was okay, but they yeah. were both they both looked a lot better because they were playing with Elias Patterson. And, and okay isn't good enough to play with Elias Patterson, right? Like, sure. We've talked about it for years. Like, oh, this, the, the wingers aren't good enough for Bo Horvat. Whatever. This Pedersen, is your first line center. Yeah, that, well, yeah. You, Whichever agent you talk to, maybe not. But well, Pedersen, sorry. I'm my point, and I wrote about this in the Stanchies. If you would have read it, he was deployed as the first line center last night. The ice times for the Canucks centers, at least Pedersen was like two or three minutes ahead of JT Miller, and Horvat was behind him as well. And not only that, it's not just about ice time. You got to look at matchups. P spent over ten minutes of five on five time 
against Johnny Gaudreau's line alone. Like, that's the Columbus top line, and Petey was out there for those lines. Yeah, he's he's playing like a 1C, right? He is. He, he was deployed like a 1C last night. Well, he's deployed like a 1C. He is. I just don't think his line's put together like a first line. Sure. And I think that's a problem, man. Sure. I, I think you want to... Have we seen Brock Besser be on a line with Elias Patterson this year yet? And I don't think Brock's at 100% either, but those two have chemistry. Brock's been putting up assists. I thought Brock had a solid game last night, too. I think Brock has quietly been okay, but he's hurting. Like, he is. Yeah, I, I can't, there's something going on. I can't on. help but say, like, I can't say his wrist is 100%. I can't tell you he's injured either, but I'm just... It, it, from watching him play, the shot's not there. It's not popping like it usually is. He looked is. really good in preseason. Like, yeah. he looked really good. He looked like he was going to be a step ahead. And not preseason games. Literally, we're talking about training camp. He literally yeah. just looked like he was going to be really good. Big time. He was coming in really confident. Doesn't look like he's playing with the most confidence right now. No, but I, I also would think, like, hey, you know, give him, send him back with Pedersen. You're going back to Minnesota. Make that the night. Like, put some emotion behind your line combinations as you're making changes here because this team needs something to shake them up. I think putting Brock Besser back with Elias Pettersson, there's enough emotion there that's going to be something to, like, spark that line a little bit. And I'd keep Pod Coles in there. I, I think that's the line I'd like to see tomorrow because I, I expect another change. I mean, you can't keep going through this and putting out the same roster and expecting something to change. Bruce Boudreaux's already made a couple of different changes to what we see in the lineup. Give me that Pod Colson Pettersson, Besser line on Thursday. And I know that Brock Besser is not 100%, but I think he's going to play as close to 100% as we've seen all season long if he's playing with his boy, Elias Pettersson. Kind of like Garland in that spot, too. I, I can see Garland being there, too. I, I'd be interested to see what happens with Garland getting back into the lineup here. Um, I think it's it's Amon or Joshua that should come out this time. And I think they should make they should make a change. I don't think we should go into tomorrow's game against Minnesota and see Connor Garland be out of the lineup again. That's, yeah. That would be a mistake in my eyes. Yeah. So Speaking I, I expect of which, a change. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Speaking of which, let's get to it. we got to talk about it. Look, you've heard it all before, folks. You've heard the reports, the rumors that the Canucks locker room is a country club. You've heard about division in the Canucks locker room, all that. There was a report today on the Daily Faceoff live show uh, from... Colby Cohen, uh, Chicago Blackhawks TV analyst. Again, uh, for some reason, people kept messaging me like, what does that old fart know? The guy's 33. I don't know why people were like, what does he know? Um, I don't know why people just assumed that he was, uh, well, you, he was you really gave old. You a good example of this before. I'd love for you to repeat it on the podcast of just like, what to take away from this. Quote. Well, yeah. Because it's interesting, and it's like, this led off the Daily Faceoff show, which yep. is a league-wide show, Frank Valley here on our network, actually, as well. But for some reason, those freaking DFO guys, they get their own damn channel, okay, okay? okay? They get their own damn channel, the DFO guys. Alex, what's going on there? Alex yeah, on the that's back Alex's end. choice. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Let me get to, to the To lead off here. the show was yep. chat about the Vancouver Canucks, um, and obviously blowing these leads. And I, I found it interesting here, seeing these quotes from Cohen, who... Listen, he's with the Blackhawks, but he's got. Some, I think this guy has some connections out east there, right? Like this is this isn't a guy who just has nothing. This is what Cohen had to say. We'll we'll put the context here. So he said, "I've heard there's a lot of friction in that dressing room between some of the star players and then the rest of the team. It's really clicky in that dressing room. The way that they're promoting players, particularly on their social media channels, and just everything that I hear coming out of that dressing room, it seems really dysfunctional at the moment." Sorry, how random is it to just pull the social media channels thing? And that again, was weird. So, again, this is what people are now trying to kind of connect the dots here. And we're not going to do that. We're not going to try and, you know, we're not going to speculate about where he got this from. The report is Cohen. You obviously saw people uh, pointing out that, hey, Jason Dickinson didn't like his first year here and he just got traded to Chicago. So I wonder who this guy's talking to. I saw people pointing that out. Uh, you know, people saying like, oh, Riley Stillman must have texted him or something like that. Uh, you know, you're going to see theories like that when something like this comes out. What we can say is just... Just that, yeah, this is a report uh, from Colby Cohen, and you don't have to believe it. But what I don't like is the people coming out and saying, how the hell would he know? Because, like, there's a few ways he would know, right? And again, for him to say this, there's no, he has nothing to gain from making this up. You know what I mean? Like, he's clearly been told this by someone that he trusts, and, you know, he's the source on this, right? So, again, um, we're not going to get into it too much. We're not going to question people's credibility on the show. We're not going to try and guess where they heard it from. Uh, but this report from Colby Cohen, it's not unbelievable as the thing. And again, I'm not saying that this is for sure what it is. Look, you and I aren't in the locker room when the doors are closed, right? We're in there for morning skates and after the game when they know we're going to be in there, right? We're not around the team every single day when they're away from the rink, right? So we have no way of knowing for sure if this is true, but you know, I just saw some people being like, there's no chance this is true. It's like, of course there's a chance it's true. But again, you don't want to operate in rumor, right? But there's yeah, some, but I, I, tell I you think what. there's something here. And again, you've just heard, and again, I'm not just saying this because, oh, I want it to be true. I'm saying this because you heard Nate Schmidt on the record. You heard Braden Holtby on the record talking about their first year in Vancouver and how they didn't really love it, right? And they were both gone within a year from the organization, it's it's almost like where there's smoke, there's fire. But again, we don't want to speculate too much. I just think it it was funny to see people being like, "There's no chance this is true." Because look, like like I just said, Nate Schmidt, Braden Holpe went on the record talking about their year in Vancouver and how it just things didn't click right uh, for them personally. And again, um, you know, you talk about Jason Dickinson too. Again, not to say that it's Dickinson that's saying this, but 
Yeah, if I were Jason Dickinson, I might feel a little bit bitter, too, toward my teammates. We don't know what happens behind closed doors, sure. anything like that. But again, I'm not trying to say that this was Jason Dickinson that for sure said this. I'm just saying that it's not hard to believe that this has some actual merit to it. Uh, again, I, I kind of went over it. Like, why? what does Colby Cohen have to gain for making this up? And again, the social media thing, like, that's a specific thing he's been told by a player. There's no chance that he's just making that up. Yeah. Well, there's a chance, but sure. I don't think he is. I, I mean, don't think yeah. he's making but it up. Vincent's got a good thing in the chat here, and I know Stu likes it as well. I can see. It says, this story has been swirling around for at least two seasons. Smoke, fire. That's the thing. It's yep. like it's not like this is the first thing, and we're all like this is the first thing we've heard about the locker room being something that isn't great. And we're like, oh, and we're like diving into this topic and making it the yeah. top story of the day. It's just like, hey, here's another, you know, smoke ring coming out of this this locker room or anything. At least talk about the locker room. Like, I think at this point, you you know, you hear about the country club quotes that we heard earlier, and like, you know, the, this this organization having new management group and reassessing how everything is and wanting to make some changes, like. I don't know. I, I I think that at this point, with how many stories we start to hurt out, you you have to at least bring this up. This is an interesting quote to hear. And it's not something you just gloss over, too. It's something that you kind of put in the back of your head, and you're like, okay, I'm going to dig on this a little bit and see yeah. what we can find, right? And that's exactly. that's what it's all about. So uh, I but quickly Sam, wanted to... to the to... counterpoint, you see Sam's question there. Could they really re-sign a guy who's a bad hey. locker room vibe for seven years? I don't think it's JT Miller. Nobody that's... is saying it's JT Miller. No, and I, you know what? I really think that JT Miller, what he can bring to a locker room, has a place on a winning team. Like, this guy is going to give it to you straight. He's going to be vocal, not only when he needs to, but I think a lot of the time. But think about what JT Miller has done, and you hear the way that Vasily Pod Colson talks about him. Yep. Right? Has anybody, from, you know, you, you said it, we're not in the locker room, but there, there's certain things you pick up when you're talking to players, whether it be in scrums or you know in our in our press stuff that we did last year. I I don't think anybody in this locker room did as much for Vasily Pod Colson as J T Miller. I think Quinn Hughes is probably in the mix as well. I think he was really helpful for Vasily, but you hear the way that those two talk about each other. Like it, I think having J T Miller in the locker room, I don't think he's the problem. I think he's maybe some people have like his type of leadership as a problem, but I don't think it's, I, yeah, I think like there is people... absolutely a place for what JT Miller does in a locker room on yeah. a winning team. Yeah. I think, you know, there's a chance it might rub people the wrong way, but that's going to happen at anything. Um, I would like to see that though. Like, hey, listen, this team's 0 four. This team should be getting rubbed the wrong way. Well, sorry. Hang on a sec because JT Miller's not the shining light here. JT Miller sure. has then not been point. helpful in this, in their efforts to get a win, right? You know what? JT Miller needs a JT Miller yelling at him. Sure. Maybe. And he even said, it's hard for me to come out here and talk when I can't even lead by example right now. Right. And if you want to lead by example, you go out and do what Bo Horvat did. And you put in the effort that we saw from Bo Horvat last night. And again, one game. It's one game, and we're four games into the season, and I don't want to get too uh, too deep into this chat, but it's What's something going to keep on an here? eye on. Alex has got four photos up in one. It's something to keep an eye on, and it's something that we should um, at least be paying attention to going forward. And it's not like it's not like we forgot when we've heard you know rumors and whispers about the Canucks locker room. Um, having some sort of issues, right? Like people in the chat are saying it's been, it's been whispered about for two years, right? Now we just have an actual report uh, about it. And again, there's, there's different, uh, different ways that you can connect. I just want to say this name because it's a great name on the comments. Sea Lord of Bravas. Um, it's the way that JT plays defense at center. That is a problem. And I know Thank this you. is something you've been saying quads. You want him back on the wing, right? Yep. You want to see this guy be back on the wing. Cause you think that's where he's at his best. And I, and listen, that might be the next move here. Right, because I think they've 
you know, Boudreaux's tried a couple of different little changes to what the top nine looks like. We've even seen Huglander come down. We've seen Lazar go in. It might be time to see what Lazar looks like at third line center and just see what you can build. Because from there, like, I think we kind of projected this as we were looking what it looks like without JT Miller uh, as a center. And it's like, hey, you're not feeling horrible, like, about what Curtis Lazar is going to do defensively. I know you don't think that he's like a third line player who's going to bring a ton of offense, but I don't think you're worried that much because you're surrounding him with probably two pretty good offensive wingers at this point. This team's deep. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want to get to the next? I got a. Well, sorry. I, I read a funny, funny response. No, don't. The, uh, don't I'm not going to get blocked here. I'm not going to get into. I'm not going to get into the response. It made me laugh. But you're right. Like JT Miller. I just watch, watch, watch how Cody rubs his dog's belly. You got to be careful there. Okay, so I've said it before. Uh, JT Miller, yeah, on the wing. I, I've talked about it. And again, when you see an effort like last night at center, the guy's just not great defensively. And it's something he wants to work on, sure. And look, like I don't think it's unfair to talk about him as a center and you know talk about his defensive game when he said, I want to be one of those guys who's one of the most trusted centers. He He's not right now. No, you, you not can. even close. And he's the least trusted center. Exactly. Defensively. Literally and by minutes, too. Out yeah. of the top three centers on this team, by minutes last night. Got a so, chat here. Um, RJ, who I assume is Ryan Johnson. Uh, Pod Colson, Elias Patterson, and JT Miller. I'd, I'd like it. I'd like it, too. And I know Hassan earlier, uh, as well, mentioned the lotto line coming back together. Try like try something. What's working for you right now? Yep. Nothing. All right, let's get to I built this graphic here again. You know me and my graphics here, quads. But this is, uh, this is a little segment I want to hear. We've heard some of the ideas. People are coming in the chat, but let's blow it up right now. What are your ideas for something that can help this team? It can be serious, or it can be an answer like Cody would say. Whatever you think is an idea that's going to help this team, and this is our, our saying, have an idea, make it, then wear it. And did I get this from a diamond uh, company that makes diamonds that you can customize? Maybe. Rings. They make diamond rings. rings. You can see a lot, of, uh, lot of Canucks stuff in the background there. Very lucrative, that diamond making business. And a creepy picture of you, which didn't turn out as great as I was hoping. Um, that is really weird. I don't know if you can see that, but the, the, those those uh, in your eye there, that's uh, Archer Seelovs in both of your pupils. Okay. For people on the YouTube there. So, I'm sorry, what are you asking the listeners to do here? If they have an idea, if you were listening, if you have an idea that'll help fix this team. We've got a couple ones coming in already. Well, Yash Arya, a noted Oilers fan who likes to jump in our chat. We appreciate you, Yash. Uh, jumped in and said, Connor Garland. I like the way that Yash comes in here. It's like, is this time to, yeah. to like stir the pot with Canucks fans? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, Connor Garland, two firsts and a second for Jacob Chikrin. Deal or no deal? I'm going to say no deal because this team cannot be giving up draft picks right now. I'll tell you what, you take one of the, take that second out of there. Chick, Chikrin's got a pretty good contract for the future here. So you're giving up two firsts for Jacob Chikrin? Maybe. They're okay, Alex. That's enough there, Alex. Okay. <laughs> so there's Archer Silas, the Apple of Quad Design. I don't know. Two firsts for, for Jacob Chikrin? Jacob Chikrin, I think, is an excellent player. Is it not Chikrin? Am I saying it wrong? I, I think I'm saying it wrong, but I'm not going to change the way that I'm saying it. Very noble of you. Yeah, I stand by what I said. <laughs> okay, um, so Sterling Wilson jumped in the chat with another idea. Said my Jeez, idea: those eyes. allow less goals than you score. Problem solved. We win the cup. Fair enough. I mean, it's a good start, right? Uh, Cody Severson jumped in and said, "Blue chrome helmets that will turn the season around a thousand percent." I did see Wyatt tweeting out, uh, "It's black skate time, man. It's it's damn right. It's time to pull out the black skate jersey of anything." Uh, they're going to be releasing, by all accounts, they're going to be releasing the reverse retros tomorrow. We've seen what those are going to look like. They're the throwback to the WHA Vancouver Canucks. But what I'm really 
really surprised. They're not surprised, but what I'm really excited to see, because I've heard whispers about it, and I'll drop it on the podcast. I've heard whispers that the Canucks, remember, folks, last year when the games meant nothing and fans were checking out, right, the final two games of the season, they were like, screw it, black skate night, and they made both of those home games black skate nights. I've heard that those two nights and the reaction it got to bring the black skate back is something that resonated very well with the organization. And I've heard that there are plans for the black skate this year. I'm not sure. They might've even said that themselves, but they have. Oh, okay. Well, the black skates back. I thought you were getting to like, Hey, it's going to be there for the home opener. Like we see from, no, no, uh, sorry. I wasn't sure if they put it out. Sterling, by the way, Sterling's in the chat here before the show even started dropping some of the darkest timelines (laughs) to the Vancouver Canucks. He said, listen, Pedersen's playing at his peak right now. The Canucks are still losing. Sterling was bang on. Yeah. Sterling uh, said, what happens if, what happens if uh, Pedersen's not? Oh man, I don't, I don't want to know that, but uh, brings up a good point. The black skate Jersey Jersey automatically increases the dog rating uh, by 10 times, which will be interesting. Like I, I, what can you, you know, that's a thing that I think you could try. I think if, if we're being serious here, like let's, uh, some ideas that you can actually try for this Canucks team. I think the Black Skate's a good one. Hey, Jack Rathbone, is it time to see him Why in the lineup? Why is Jack right? Rathbone not playing? Can somebody explain this to me? And I don't actually want the explanation because I know what people are going to say. They're going to say, oh, well, he's not the defensive stalwart that Riley Stillman is. Look, keeping Still, the puck. Stillman on that play with uh, Goudreau the other day, yep. just yesterday. I keeping, mean, he skated a circle around. Keeping the puck out of your own end and moving the puck up the ice quickly is sometimes the best defense. You don't need to look further than Quinn Hughes to see that, folks. I'm tired of this discourse that Jack Rathbone can't be an option for this team on the third pairing. On the third oh, pairing, thirteen right minutes now. a night. You don't have to. You don't have to play the door. Play the wheels off there him. There you go. Almost said play the doors off him. Play wheels the wheels off him. Play him off. <laughs> but. Jack Rathbone needs to get in this lineup. Yeah, I, I'm agree. so tired of this. I don't want to have this discussion anymore. Jack Rathbone needs a shot. I Literally, someone, I think I mentioned this on yesterday's show. I don't care. I'll say it again. Someone messaged me and said, I'm hearing the Canucks just signed a right-handed uh, ECHL defenseman so that they wouldn't have to play Jack Rathbone. Like, what is going on? Why do you yeah, not want to play? the hype's coming for Jet Wu. Why do you not want to play Jack Rathbone? I don't understand. I I, I genuinely don't understand. Here's some, let's get, I, we got some good ones in the chat. Bo, uh, this is from Vincent. Uh, Bo is not a playmaker moving to the wing maybe, right? Like, maybe you want to use him on the... He's still going to take face-offs. I mean, he's good at face-offs. Yeah. And maybe play pods defensively at center, uh, is what Vince has said. Maybe. I actually don't right? hate that idea. That's I don't hate that. It, it's similar to what they did with the lotto line. Maybe you kind of build that moving, same kind of vibe. Like, one, one guy taking face-offs, one guy playing defensively as a center. If you're moving one of your centers to wing... It's got to be Miller. You just yeah. brought up the lotto line. You know yeah. who the guy is that you just mentioned takes the face-offs and switched to winger defense? That was JT Miller that did that. Okay? So don't be talking about moving Bo yet. You got to move Miller first. I would much rather have Bo right now as a center than than Miller right now. Yeah, a couple here for, for Rathbone. Dave coming in. Uh, give Rathbone a game. Can't keep the pony in the stable forever. Yep. Uh, and Sterling says, holy hell, why Jack Rathbone riding pine is criminal. Always goes back to player development. And then Hassan, good point. Worry about Rathbone's defense. Remember his first game in the NHL? He stops him at David yep. Drysdale two-on-one. They don't have to worry about it. Canucks are giving on three-on-O's in overtime <laughs> the other day. Jeez, Louise. Can't yeah. be worse than that. I'll tell you what, I I think going on a road trip, and it, especially if they lose this game against Minnesota, you, you look back at this road trip and, like, yeah, there's a lot of things you can take away. One of the big ones I'm looking at is, like, if Rathbone doesn't get into the lineup against Minnesota, you have to think, wow, I wonder how different – not saying Rathbone's going to change this game, but I do yep. think that Jack Rathbone's dynamic on defense is a very different look from a guy like Riley Stillman. Yep. Very different look. 
uh, from what it is there. So that's there's a couple ones there. We still have some more coming in the chat. But here's I got a, I wrote a couple down. Miller to the wing. You brought that up. We talked about it enough. What about Hughes to the right side with OEL? We saw it in preseason. Is that we haven't seen it really in the regular season just yet? Like they they tried it out maybe to see when things weren't going well. Well, guess what? Four games in, things aren't going well. Do you want to see what maybe OEL Hughes looks like together? Yeah. And then you have you know Myers playing on the second pairing, kind of like eating up a bunch of minutes again. I don't know. I, I just that's an option too. I think it is like this is what we're doing. We're looking for ideas, man. We're brainstorming. We're working with the chat. We're having fun over here. Yeah, we're right. having fun. Quads, damn it! Vincent jumped in and said, "How many assists has Bo got the last two years? Isn't the center a playmaker too?" That's a valid point. Like that. That is absolutely. I don't dive a valid so point, much into the assists I, exactly, and that's what I'm getting at here. Right? Is it, it's a valid point, but it's not a point that will make me say, "Yeah, you know what? You're right." Bo should be playing the wing, a position he's never played in his career right now. That's going to help this team. And JT Miller, a guy who is playing like dog water at center right now and has played well at the wing before, shouldn't be the guy to move. I'm not buying that at all. No, and Horvat had, uh, let's see, 20 assists in 2020, 2021 in oh, 56 games. Uh, well, yeah, we got internet now, yeah. We can do this kind of stuff. Last season, he had 31 goals, 21 assists in 70 games. Yeah. But there's more to it than oh, that. He's going to put up a couple of assists here yeah, and there. There's more to it than that. Pull up that uh, that graphic again, Alex. So whoever built that, they did a really good job there with the ideas. I think this is something we could run. A, we could run this a few times here throughout the season. The who's got an idea? Well, yeah, just get people going in the chat, have an idea, make it, then wear it. Why is Yannick Hansen on that? And John Weisbrot. I there's just looked of, at this. Yeah, you got uh, we got Patrick Alvin, Luke Shen, Elias Pettersson, the dog. Uh, John Weisbrod's in there too. Have you extended Tyler Myers' neck in that photo? Or no, that, that's that's a real photo. Yeah, get out. Ah, uh, yeah. That, no, that's actually that the is size. photoshopped for sure. Nope, that's, that's uh, not. His, no, it's not. That's no, that's, that's legitimate photo. No, there, that's a lengthened neck. No, I got one of you too. That your neck is is very. I, long I've been too. told I have you a long neck. Not in person, but in this one picture I have, it's it's. Sim- I'll put it up with Myers. I'll have it ready for tomorrow's show. We'll have a neck comparable. Why do you think I uh, defend him so much? That's fair enough. You guys got to stick together. Got to stick right. together. John Garrett um, in there, too. John Garrett, yeah. He'll be posting this on the Twitter, I'm sure. Okay, uh, maybe. let's get to our Betway wrap-up. No. Okay. no. No, 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 no. All right, here we go. Prospects report. Oh, no. We don't have a lot to get to. Don't worry. It's not going to be a big one here. Here's our guy, Aiden McDonough. Um, he was ripping it up. Uh, played last night for Northeastern. Let's have a look at this one. He's in his spot there. Just I don't. He scored 50 goals now uh, in the NCAA um, and he scored about 49 of them from this spot on the ice here. Um, it, I tell you what, it, this this part of McDonough's game, I, I think that this part, this shot from the right side is going to just be the thing that you're going to see at the NHL level already have success. Like, I, I'm not worried about this guy coming in and being a, a power play contributor. He's got a good enough shot from the right side where the one-timer is just electric. It's at an NHL level. Boom. I mean, he's got all that. I'm not worried about that coming in. The foot speed and stuff, maybe. Uh, if he even ends up signing with the Vancouver Canucks after this season, that's another thing we'll have to see happen. Uh, but I but I did like uh, McDonough in, in his game last night. It was kind of just keeping an eye on the second screen uh, and, and keeping up with it. Another point today um, from Yanni Yermo, another one of uh, one of our guys here. He's not quite Philip Johansson level on this show, but uh, you can see he, he starts to play. This isn't this isn't the most um, beautiful highlight for a prospect, but he, he quick little pass here sends in the guy on the offense though in the league. He goes around the net. Passes out front. You got a goal. Take the secondary assist when you can get him. Yanni Yermo uh, gets one there. So nice little uh, nice little boost to his stats uh, for Yanni Yermo at this point. And uh, we did actually have like a decent amount uh, of prospects playing today, um, by the way. 
Uh, and and Yermo, he's looking good. He's got, uh, I think he's up to eight eight points now. No, five points, something like that. He's, he's don't on ask pace. Me. <laughs> I don't know. He's on pace to have like double the amount of points he had last year uh, in Liga, which is huge. Left shot defenseman Elias Pettersson played 407 yesterday in an SHL game. That's big for him to get into the SHL action and just be able to play that much. Um, we've obviously seen him play a ton of minutes in the J20 league, uh, but you like to see him get into some action at the SHL level. His last three SHL games, which is over the past 10 days here, he's had a minimum of four minutes of ice time. So it's nice to see him not be in the spot that like Lucas Forcell is, uh, where he gets in the lineup but doesn't play. He's just the 13th forward. Like Pedersen's playing. Uh, and not great news for Jonathan LeCaramacchi. I watched the game today. I didn't like watch every second of it because we had some other stuff going on. Uh, writing articles and stuff, but I had it up on the second screen here all day. Um, LeCarrie Mack, I didn't see him on the power play. I saw Noah Oslin in his spot on the power play, um, and he scored a goal, actually, uh, which another recently drafted player in the 2022 draft um, picked after LeCarrie Mack, playing in LeCarrie Mackey's spot on the power play. Don't like to see that. Um, so it wasn't a great game for LeCarrie Mack. He didn't really do much. Uh, and Jonathan Meyerberg, not in the lineup for more today. I reached out to the GM, but he's on vacation. Because it, I guess that's what happens in, in Sweden. The, the general manager's on vacation two weeks into the season. Uh, but he's on vacation trying to get an update from PR. I might probably have an email here. I just haven't checked it uh, since then. So that's our prospects report wrap up there. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to point out here in the chat. Uh, appreciate everybody jumping in the chat. Another really high number of people in the chat. We really like to see that. Uh, Troy McDonald jumped in and said, at what point do we sign the Sedins back in the lineup for an actual leadership group? It's a good question. It's a fair uh, they're question. They're out in Abbotsford. They're, don't worry about them. They're teaching... Um, they're teaching Abbotsford. Vancouver needs them. Yeah, well, they teach them. They say Colin D'Elia the other night. He lets 177 <laughs> goals in one game. And I say, what, where are the Sedins for that? Okay. Put the Sedins in there. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the Betway wrap-up, and then we'll close it out. Do you have a bet for us today, Chris, from Betway? Uh, yeah, I got a good one. Big bonus bet here today. Okay, let's uh, hear it. Bonus bet. Pull it up, Alex. Bonus bet. Bonus bet. Betway, Betway, uh, Betway wrap-up. Betway, 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 uh, Aaron Judge or Jordan Alvarez to hit a home run. I mean, come on. Is That's, this the easiest money you've ever seen in your life? Four to one for one of these two to hit a home run. Well, hang on a second. Every pitch that goes over the plate, Alvarez crushes into another dimension. And Judge, I think, hit one last night. Yeah, okay. Now I ask you this. Verlander versus Judge. What do you what do you like there? I don't care. They're going to swing the bat as hard as they can, whoever's on the mound, and they might make contact. That's what these two do. Alvarez is, I he I, I think he's got one of the sweetest swings in baseball. Just just a nice, sweet swing. Reminds me of, a little bit of Barry Bonds, the way he, he swings the bat, who was the best hitter of all time. Okay. Barry Bonds. Okay, so... Yeah, I'm not going to get into baseball chatter with you. No, 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 no. But yeah, but I mean, you Verlander, Verlander 50 bucks was down. Okay, you put your fifty bucks down. Mm-hmm. You're walking out with two hundred. Two hundred. That's going to get you a. Free, that's going to get you a bomb bat. You can go get yourself a bomb bat. They are unbreakable, fully lifetime warranty on these bomb bats. Pick them up at uh, what's the baseball store? Pro Stock. Pro. You go to Pro Stock. You pick yourself up a bomb bat. You're swinging all next season with a brand new bomb bat just because of this little easy bet here. At least that's the. Shop I a, went to in Burnaby. Yeah, no, and you're right. It is pro stock. And it's a Betway boost. This is normally like, I think this is like a 1.68 uh, return, but you go on the boosts app. I don't know. Maybe, be careful, though. Maybe these Betway people, they got some people on the inside. What do you, you know, uncork your bat kind of thing? Like maybe that, know what you're asking these me. players here. That's what, well, why are you giving, you're giving us four to one odds here on one of these two players hitting home. These guys are going to hit a home run tonight. Okay. Okay. So bet on it. We'll see. If it. you want, this is not advice. Betway, Betway, Betway. Okay. okay, wrap it up. Yep, we'll close it out there. For my co-host, Chris Faber, our technical producer, Alex Allard, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Yep, wrap it up.
Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.